for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Welcome into Running It Straight uh, for another Wednesday here, the 8th of March 2023. Uh, Sam Hewitt, uh, not alongside Kempe because he's up in Fiji having a little holiday under the sun, drinking a, a few, uh, is it Philemas? Um, but he is going to join us around about 3.30 today. We're going to chat about that Warriors v Knights win on Friday night. What a start to the 2023 NRL season we had round one. Plenty of upsets and a big performance from the Warriors uh, getting up over the Knights in Wellington. And just about the perfect fashion, to be honest. Um, totally dominated them uh, on defence, particularly, and uh, and bagged a couple of nice meat pies as well. Coming up around about 3.15 today, we're going to chat with Wade Egan, um, the hooker for the Warriors, who starred in Friday night's game and has really been getting better and better in that Warriors jersey. Um, would have loved to have Kempe on to chat about how he has developed, because I know Kempe has uh, uh, still got a question mark over Wade Egan as a, as a world-class hooker, but I think on Friday he showed... Um, just how much he's been improving and has plenty more to give to. You've got to remember that, um, I think it was Harry Grant said that um, when asked by someone who he watches and sort of models his game off, he said Wade Egan. Um, and that's Harry Grant, one of the best hookers in the game. And then Andrew Johns uh, early on in Wade Egan's career compared him to a young Cameron Smith. And uh, I know Andrew Webster has put him in the top four uh, NRL hookers at the moment. So plenty of reps on Wade Egan. Maybe he's starting to live up to the potential. Um, if you want to send a text through, double eight double three can ask a question that I'll put to Wade. I've already got a whole bunch here from um, our listeners on social media, etc. Um, but if you'd like to get a question in as well, I can put that to Wade, uh, like I said, around about 3.15. To kick off the show, though, we usually uh, talk about the games from the weekend, and I usually do it alongside Tony Kemp. I thought I'd run through them uh, myself, just if uh, you sort of haven't got up to speed on Thursday night. Of course, we had the Storm tipping up the Eels. When I say tipping up, I thought um, personally the Eels... Um, they were too long in the market. I think they were at about two thirty to open. They did come into around about two dollars. Um, the storm without a few of uh, their stalwarts from the last ten years. Uh, the Bromwich boys are over to Redcliffe, Felice Kafusi. Um, but look, they stuck in there. Credit to them, they stuck in there. And uh, and Harry Grant gets the chocolates in the eighty third minute and uh, golden point extra time, and uh, and wins the game for the storm and keeps Craig Bellamy's record alive. I think it's now twenty years. Um, uh, that the Storm have won their first round game. And not alarm bells for the Eels, but, um, man, it sort of did signify to me that they uh, that their window is, is closing quickly for a premiership. Um, they lost a bunch of players as well in the off-season. Of course, they made the grand final last year, but they uh, they losing in that first round doesn't mean the season's over for them by any stretch. Um, and that's probably something you've got to bear in mind of all these results I'm going to talk about. It is only one round. However, feel like the comp has tightened up a little bit. That's certainly the sense I get um, coming into 2023, uh, given those results. Uh, the Warriors beating the Knights 20 points to 12 on Friday night. We will talk about that uh, in more depth after 3.30 with Kempe. Um, the Panthers losing to the Broncos, which definitely was the upset of the round. Not that anyone thought the, Bron- uh, the Panthers were going to towel up the Broncos, but I think a lot of people certainly had the Panthers winning in game one. Um, but man, did they get, I'm going to say manhandled. The Broncos absolutely um, took them to pieces. And look, it was only one point win, but it was pretty emphatic for them. And um, concerning for the Panthers, who I think for the first time in, in the last couple of years, that that club and those playing those players, that group, have had some real adversity. And we saw the uh, Jerome Luai, uh, Jermaine Salmon confrontation after the game. They got verbal with one another. Um, and I think that just shows that uh, they are under a lot of pressure. 
And being uh, two-time premiers and then coming into the season, once again, losing some key players, Viliami Kekiao, Api Korosau, maybe there's a few cracks there for the Panthers in 2023. An early loss to the uh, to the Broncos, certainly what not, not even had on the cards. And Adam Reynolds, once again, picking up where he left off last season, the real master of that Broncos team, controlling the game. Great kicking game once again. And uh, they've got some exciting backs and I've always said the Broncos have had one of the best forward packs in the comp for a couple of years now. When you look at Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, um, they've got some big boys in that pack. And it was sort of, and they didn't fail for metres. It was just the, the end product off the back. Now they're starting to sort it out. you got Adam Reynolds, Salwan Cobo, et cetera, Herbie Farmworth, who uh, bagged a double. Um, so the Broncos may be a top eight side this year. Maybe busting their way into the top eight. That's what some of the pundits are saying. And the Seagulls tipped up the Bulldogs 31 points to six on Saturday. Very disappointing for the Bulldogs, who everyone thought uh, this was going to be the year that it started to turn around. Um, Seraldo in charge, a new coach coming in. They've picked up some great signings. Reed Marnie, um, Viliami Kikau, uh, amongst a whole host of others. Um, the Seagulls, me and Kempi talked about it last Wednesday with Tom Travojevic, are a different side. Well, Daly Terry Evans was the man who controlled it uh, on Saturday with a, th- with a hat-trick. And, uh, yeah, they got the biggest margin of the weekend. So probably a surprise on both sides. Surprising that the Seagulls were as good as they were and the Bulldogs as bad as they were. So are the Bulldogs still a top eight side in people's minds? And maybe the Seagulls um, should be a little higher up on people's list. Um, certainly after that result, you've got to ask the question. And then uh, on um, 7.30 Saturday night, the 7.30 kickoff game was uh, the Cowboys and the Raiders. The Cowboys, I thought, looked like the best team across the round in the first half. Um, they just absolutely came out firing. But the Raiders did well to come back in the game um, late in the first half and then to, uh, early in the second half. Um, and eventually it was just a uh, field goal that decided it, courtesy of Chad Townsend. Um, but I still think the Cowboys are a top four side. And certainly if they play like they did in the first half, they will just cut teams apart. Man, the combination of um, Townsend, Dearden, um, Val Holmes, Ruben Cotter, Drinkwater as well. Gosh, that guy is electric um, playing in the number one jersey. Um, so I think the Cowboys are going to look very, very dangerous. Uh, the Sharks, Rabbitohs was a late night Saturday game. Rabbitohs tipping up the Sharks 27 points to 18. Um, no Nico Hines for the Sharks, which perhaps was made the result a little bit more predictable. Um, the Rabbitohs, I said last week as well, I think are um, a real premiership contender. Their side's basically unchanged from last year. Lachlan Ilias finally showed us uh, all that... I guess, potential that we've been talking about for the last few years stood up in a big way. And then you just got to combine him with that back line, Campbell Graham, Latrell Mitchell, um, uh, Cody Walker. Uh, They've just got uh, Alex Johnson and they've just got a fantastic uh, side in 2023. So a good first up win for them uh, to get two points. And then on Sunday, well, it has to be the result of the weekend outside of that Panthers-Broncos game. The Dolphins, from Redcliffe, tipping up the Roosters, who are many people's premiership favourites, certainly minor premier favourites, and the Dolphins, who a lot of people had as the wooden spooners, come out and towel them up, 28 points to 18, um, made a little bit easier, or a little bit, um, the margin a little bit smaller by Daniel Tupo's trying the 66th minute, but man, the Dolphins pretty much gave the blueprint on uh, on how to play a team like the Roosters, and I think Wayne Bennett can take a lot of credit for that, but uh, right across the park, um, the Ford pack got stuck in, made sure the Roosters didn't get any easy metres, and then just the nullification of that potent backline that the Roosters have. Um, it's a good sign for the Warriors, who uh, who play the Roosters this weekend. Um, so hopefully the Roosters aren't sort of, well, they will be wounded, but hopefully um, 
the Warriors can take advantage of it and uh, and tip them up. And then finally, the Titans beating the Tigers. The Tigers came out absolutely firing. Um, the uh, Leichhardt Oval crowd was was rearing to go. They were up into it. And the Tigers, I think, had the ball for the first five or seven minutes of the game. But the Titans stuck with it and uh, was impressed by their mental fortitude, which is what I've questioned over the last few years. Uh, they score four tries, end up 22 points to 10 winners. And the Tigers fans sort of left wondering if maybe this isn't uh, the year that it turns around. Maybe they're still a couple of years away, TBC. Um, but the ladder... Uh, at the end of round one, looks like this. The Seagulls sit in the first position after, uh, like I said, the biggest margin of the weekend. Titans in second, Dolphins third, Rabbitohs fourth. Then we got Warriors, Storm, Broncos, Cowboys filling out the eight. Right down the bottom, Bulldogs, Tigers, Roosters uh, sitting in that bottom three. Uh, the Bulldogs with a little bit of a deficit to make up uh, 25, minus 25 points they currently sit on the points differential. So there you go. That's uh, That was the round one action. Um, we'll have a look at round two coming up this weekend. Cannot wait for that. But coming up next, uh, we're going to have a chat with Warriors hooker Wade Egan, who uh, who starred in the victory on Friday night against the Knights. If you've got any questions, you can flip them through on double eight double three, and uh, we're going to catch up with Wade right after the break.